The high satisfaction rates among participants in the Federal Retirement Thrift Savings Plan got reaffirmed recently. Nearly 90% of survey respondents reported they like the TSP and their benefits. My next guest says it's important not to overlook a few issues that might need attention, though. He's the Director of Wealth Management at the Government Employees Benefits Association, Greg Klingler. Mr. Klingler, good to have you on. Thank you for having me. All right, so is everything hunky-dory? Everybody loves the TSP, everybody's satisfied, maybe a little bit less so than a couple of years ago because some of the returns are down because of pandemic, so nobody loves their investment plan in that sense. But what else can we learn from this other than everything's hunky-dory? Well, from the survey's perspective, we're sitting in a situation where I think it's refreshing as a financial advisor who works primarily with federal employees, what they see as being their primary benefit drivers and what is affecting their employment decisions, which is the the federal health insurance, the TSP and their pensions, that's right in line with what it should be. So that, that's excellent news. But to your point, you have the TSP, which is an excellent accumulation plan in a lot of different ways. And I don't want to diminish the positives of the TSP, primarily fees being one of those really big positives. But the issues that exist today after the implementation of the uh, TSP Modernization Act is the investments that they have in the account. They have five investments, all of which are passive. It is very, very difficult to round out a portfolio the way it should be with such a limited number of investments. Do you feel that people should be able to move their money more easily or should there be just more options? And for example, should there be the option of buying individual stocks? Some people like that. And I know there's been some talk thrown around with the TSP widening the uh, the breadth of the investment choices. And to be honest, long-term, that's probably a way, a place that the TSP needs to go. The TSP Modernization Act did give a lot of flexibility as far as the ability to withdraw both in-service and post-service withdrawals. So a lot of those administrative issues have been corrected in, um, when, when it was implemented back in September of last year. But the, the five investment choices that we have, we have the, uh, the C fund, which is effectively the S&P 500, the S fund, the total stock index. Those are excellent funds. They work very well from a passive standpoint. And frankly, they should be the core of any portfolio. But then we have some weaknesses, one of which being international. Every portfolio should be international, but we're sitting here looking at the I fund, which is, I, I would say, legislatively diminished because they don't allow you to invest in certain investments that have shown and proven to be higher returns. Got it. So does that mean they should be able to create brand new funds at WXYZ in addition to the ones they have or round out with more options or not options, but round out with more uh, inclusions, the funds that they do have? If I were making changes personally, I would look at additional funds. Um, every portfolio should have some characteristic of real estate in there. They should have emerging markets in there. They should have uh, actively managed fixed accounts in there, um, just, just to name a few. Um, and then again, we, as I said before, we look at international. Every portfolio should have international, but it should be an international fund that is actually up there and generating returns that we expect to see from its peers. And when you say actively managed fixed, what is that and who manages okay. it actively? All right. So, well, fixed accounts would be, in our case, the, the G or the F fund. What we've seen, especially as interest rates have condensed very, very tightly and the spreads are very, very low, active investments where a manager actively trades within an account of primarily bonds and dividend producing stocks, that has shown and proven to be a, um, a place and a source for higher returns even after the uh, larger fees associated with active management. 
Got it. And let's talk about the G Fund for just a second. By the way, we're speaking with Greg Klingler. He's Wealth Management Director at the Government Employees Benefits Association. The G Fund is never expected to do great. It's supposed to be the steady eddy there, but it's really not done very well at all in the last almost two years. Say from October 2018, it's really been anemic. So what's your thought about maybe goosing that a little bit? Yeah, that, that's kind of an interesting situation because, um, you know, our legislators have actually talked about cutting yield on the, on the G Fund because the G Fund is tied to the 10-year bond, yet it is liquid, and they think that it should be actually less. This year, it's paying out, um, if we look, we're looking at annual, annualized returns, somewhere in the 0.7% range, which is probably not going to keep up with inflation this year. Um, over 10 years, it's paying about 2 and change, 2.3%, which again, struggles to keep up with inflation. Having all your money in the G fund, you may have your account actually lose purchasing power, which is something we want to be very careful about not doing. So I guess there's nothing really that can be done with the G fund, except as you point out, maybe make some more active managed choices as part of it or in addition to it. The G fund and the F fund, um, the F fund would be, I guess, a more apples to apples comparison um, as they're looking at corporate stocks and the Barclays index. But yes, active investments on that side could very well benefit federal employees going forward. And do you think that a large degree of active activity, trading and selling and buying, could be done consistent with the TSP's low fees or lack of fees. Usually in actively managed funds, you've got to pay a little skosh every time there's a switchover. So yeah, actively managed funds are going to have higher fees, w- without a doubt. Um, the TSP is known for having incredibly low fees, below 0.05% across the board. If the TSP were to bring in additional investments that were more active in nature, you'd probably see fees at the 0.2, maybe 0.4%. Um, my view of fees as a financial advisor is I don't mind fees if you can prove to me those fees are worth something. And that's kind of how I how I make recommendations for our clients here at Kiva. Yeah, because if, uh, say, the fee is $9 or $27 or something to buy a block of Tesla, and then you triple your money in six months, then the fee seems pretty trivial, uh, depending on the millions you could make with Tesla or Apple or some of these crazy stocks we've seen in recent mm-hmm. months. Yeah. Um, when we talk to federal employees, um, we, we do talk about the pros and the cons of low fees. Low fees are obviously very important and should be an active conversation when we're talking about portfolios. But if we can show a three, five, 10 year return that after fees beats out those, those passively invested accounts, well, then it probably makes sense to at least reposition a portion of your assets into something like that. Yeah, especially if you're on the younger end of the working scale and you've got time to recover from the mistakes. Maybe that's the time to play around a little bit. The market's never gone down over a 10-year period. So if you have 10 years or you have dollars associated with lasting 10 years or longer, you can really take the ride. All right. And uh, what about participation rates among the different classes of federal employees? Have they licked that one? I mean, that's something the TSP has paid attention to and made changes regarding over the last number of years. Oh, absolutely. They've been making changes and they take um, participation rates and withdrawals very, very seriously over the TSP and they try to make changes accordingly. For the most part, with typical federal employees, their participation rates are incredibly high. People accessing up to the match, incredibly high. Um, but then we're seeing this new population, those blended military, or the, now the military is the TSP and their version of a small or smaller version of the pension. Those people seem to be a bit uninformed 
they're also not participating as much as their civilian federal counterparts. Yeah, so there's an opportunity for, is it the TSP, would you say, to do outreach? Or what about some of the leaders in um, those components? I, I would say definitely probably both. You know, one of the issues that we deal with when we, when we work with HR people is people are very, very hesitant to give recommendations. And they err on the side of not giving recommendations, which can have the potential uh, side effect of not giving out information, period. When information is not given out and they're not educated in this match and all this other good things that the TSP offers, well, then that leads to people not taking advantage. Yeah, and the longer you go, as we mentioned a moment ago in life, the less return you're going to get. So you really want to get people in at the soonest moment they can. Absolutely. Get your money in, get it working for you, get it generating return, because the longer you do that, the more money you're going to have. And that's always a good thing, I guess. Greg Klingler is Director of Wealth Management at the Government Employees Benefits Association. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.